Good morning. Welcome to our morning uh, devotional on this Wednesday. <clears throat> As we continue our Golden Nuggets Food for the Thought and for the Imagination. You'll have to excuse me. <clears throat> Throat's a little dry here. We left off yesterday talking about the the word first. First fruits. And we've gone back into the Old Testament to see all the different places where it was applied and how it was used, talking about the first fruits when Cain and Abel, especially Abel bringing the firstling, uh, Cain, it's no mention that he brought the first fruits of, of the ground. And then from there, we learned the lessons to love God first, seek his kingdom first, honor God first, honor him with your first fruits, according to Proverbs 3, 9 and 10, seeking his kingdom, Matthew six thirty three. And loving God with all your heart, and then loving man, and then loving yourself or your neighbor. It says in Matthew 22, 37 and 38. So this concept of the firstborn, or first, is a major part of the scripture. And the introduction of it, of course, is given in Genesis. But we'll continue throughout the, some of the Old Testament scriptures to <clears throat> bring it all together. In our understanding of the Feast of First Fruits, one of the feasts unto the Lord. Exodus twenty two twenty nine, Thou shalt not delay to offer the first of thy ripe fruits of thy liquors, the firstborn of thy sons, thou shalt give unto me. Exodus thirteen two, Sanctify unto me. All the firstborn, in other words, uh, separate them. That means they're holy. Whatsoever openeth the womb among the women, among the children of Israel, both of man and of beast, it is mine. Then in Deuteronomy 26, 1, we have once again, the scripture says, And it shall be, and this was what it was told to the nation of Israel uh, when they would enter into the promised land. Yes, it shall be, when thou art come into the land which the Lord your God giveth you for an inheritance and possess it, and you dwell therein, verse number 2, Deuteronomy 26, 2, thou shalt take of the first of all the fruit of the earth, which thou shalt bring of, the, of thy land that the Lord thy God giveth thee. Thou shalt put it in a basket, and thou shalt go unto the place that the Lord thy God shall choose to place his name. And of course, the tabernacle, as long as it was up, that was the name where God's, uh, that was the place where God's name was placed. But once Solomon built the temple, then God put his name there, and everything was directed towards the temple. Everything was directed towards the city of Jerusalem. Uh, all the worship, all the giving, all the sacrifice, everything headed in that direction. We have to understand the words of Jesus. And we've talked about this before. When he was talking to the Samaritan woman. And he told her in John chapter 4. He told her, I say unto you, that the time is coming. In fact, it's already here. That... Those that worship God must worship Him in spirit and in truth. Those are the ones that the Father is looking for. 
You talk about worshiping on this mountain and you talk about worshiping on that other mountain and this place and that other place. But Jesus told her, the time is coming where God is looking for the worshiper that worships him in spirit and in truth. And of course, when you get into the epistles of the New Testament, there is so much about that walking in truth and, and, and speaking in truth and all of these different things. Okay, going on, it says in verse number <clears throat> three, and thou shalt go unto the priests that shall be in those days, because they died and new ones replaced them, and say unto him, I profess or I confess this day unto the Lord. We have to make a, an understanding of, of the fact that they were to say something, not, not just simply uh, uh, look pretty there. But I profess this day unto the Lord thy God, that I am come unto this country, which the Lord swore unto our fathers to give to us. Verse number four. And the priest shall take the basket of thine hand. This is what contains all your first fruits in it. And set it down before the altar of the Lord your God. Verse number five. And thou shalt speak and say before the Lord your God, A Syrian ready to perish was my father, and he went down into Egypt and uh, lived there with a few and became a <clears throat> became there a nation mighty and populous. Verse number six, the Egyptians uh, evil entreated us and afflicted us and laid upon us a hard bondage. Verse number seven, and when we cried unto the Lord our God of our fathers, the Lord heard our voice, and he looked down on our affliction, and our labor, and our oppression. Verse number 8. And the Lord brought us forth <clears throat> out of Egypt with a mighty hand, and with an outstretched arm, and with great terribleness, and with signs, and with wonders. Verse number 9. He has brought us into this place. <clears throat> And has given us this land, even a land that overfloweth with milk and honey. At this point, they're supposed to be in the land when they're doing this. And now behold, I have brought the first fruits of the land, which thou, O Lord, has given me. Notice who he recognizes as his supplier. Who is the one that is supplying all the needs. Who's the one that is sustaining? So, <clears throat> thou shalt set it before the Lord thy God and worship before the Lord thy God. So it had to do with bringing the first fruits unto the Lord and it was going to be a time of worship. You stop and think about it. When we're in the presence of God, once we're all taken up there, the very first thing that we're going to wind up doing, being there in the presence that John saw, is the acts of worship taking place between the 24 elders and the four beasts and every activity that was taking place there. So we will be taught and we will learn truly what it is to worship God 
completely and totally. Thou shalt in thou shalt rejoice in every good thing. This is verse eleven, which the Lord your God has given unto thee, and unto thine house, and the Levites and the stranger that is among you. So we have here actually two patterns. We have the pattern first of the first fruits of the land being brought in. That would be the spring harvest. Whatever was planted in winter that was growing up in the months of spring, this would be brought up. This correlates and corresponds with the feast of first fruits, which Jesus himself and those that were raised from the dead at that time, that would be the first part. Then the second part consists of 50 days later from, <coughs> from this day or a total of <coughs> seven weeks plus one day known as the day of Pentecost or the Feast of Harvest or the Feast of Weeks or the Harvest of first fruits. It's got several different names and we'll explore that when we get to the study on that. All the different verses found in the Old Testament describing it by different names. And that represented the next harvest, which would be the summer harvest. On the summer harvest, which is 50 days later, mostly it was wheat that was harvested versus barley that was harvested during the springtime. And hopefully we'll have an opportunity to talk about the barley seed and talk about the wheat seed a little bit and the place that they placed in society for the Jews, the importance and how all that relates prophetically to what God is doing and will do by the time that the rapture hits and we are caught up with the Lord to forever be with him. So when we look at these things then, will wind up coming full circle because at the end of, after the first fruits of spring and after the first fruits, first fruits of summer, then we have the Feast of Trumpets, which is the final and total completing bringing in of the harvest. Until then, stay with us as we continue our devotional Golden Nuggets, food for thought and for the imagination. The Lord bless you till we meet on Thursday. In Jesus' name, amen.